And here we <laughs> that was weird. What? <laughs> well, well listen, I mean, nor, nor, normally I'm expecting, you know, like we play with this little music and we do a little thing and, and just to go into a cold is kind of like, here we are. Hi, how are you? I know. I just wanted to see what it felt like without the uh, without the intro. See what happens. I don't know. Yeah, I well, get tired of hearing myself all the time. Uh, yeah, this is conversations with Coriel. I was like, okay, I guess it doesn't matter what I think. It's what what other people think is more all, important. But all, all I'm I'm learning all about branding. So we're 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 gonna have we need Coriel to be a brand. Uh, kind of like cornflakes or something that <laughs> you can the, when when people say corn not as bland as cornflakes not as bland as exactly exactly uh but when people say um oh coriel oh i know her and that's that's what we want it's like madonna madonna we want her to be uh just right up there with that and because you are as talented as any of those people anyway well, thank you very much. I appreciate it on a totally different scale. I mean, nothing to take away from Miss Madonna. You know, she's like, you know, I'm not worthy. I can't hold a tune to save my, save my life. So, yeah, but <laughs> let, she her, can't. let her do that. Let her do that. You but do she can't talk that. to animals either. So I mean, no. She can't, so she well, can't. Well, she might. I mean, everybody could talk to animals to a certain degree. It's just to the degree. That's the degree that you can talk to the animals. That's yeah. That's that's the difference. Well, but so not how are you doing, things. Kevin? You good? I'm good. I'm good. Oh. <clears throat> got lots. Got lots going on. Lots in in my little world. Um, and uh, it's you know all around. Certain all about this, and you you know what's interesting is uh, um, you know I've got sitting in my closet hundreds of CDs of shows that I've done in the past. Really hundreds wow. and some of them are, are like local music shows and uh, from from years past and stuff in there and they're all entertaining things and uh um so i'm being encouraged to drag them out and to put them in the cloud as it were uh-huh so i'm going to be putting more of those out i've got i literally have done hundreds of shows of of either positive talk radio or kevin mcdonald presents or 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 my independence report and that kind of stuff. So, you know, um, it's, it's so, you know, it, it just continues it, it, and it so just, know. it's awesome to be able to work with somebody like you on a continual basis because Thanks. you are so talented and uh, you've got, you've got yeah. a following, which we need to grow. And I feel a responsibility for that. Well, and I appreciate the fact that you feel that responsibility, but you know, it's like, I, I appreciate you don't ever take you for granted so uh yeah we had we just finished the animal dynamic series and that was a hoot and a half you know six weeks of uh having a lot of fun it's uh, amazing it that, that it went so fast i know right i know well there's right now there's six of them you think there's seven but i'm not even going into that one um <laughs> you know but uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and it did go fast. It it really, it really did go fast. But it, it's um, it's amazing. I did an event for a company last Friday where I did, I read eight animals in an hour, um, did their dynamics. I mean, it was really, really. 
fast, you know, intense. I didn't go into the touches. I didn't go into too much detail. But um, I've had a huge response from them where uh, I've had uh, a lot of people just said that the whole thing was incredible. And uh, that was nice. And then I had one person say it's really helped me in the small amount of time uh, that I've known that my animal is uh, an engineering sensory. It makes so much sense. It, it just helps. So the dynamics are something that when you find out, um, and I'm going to go into them actually in this topic too, it really is a game changer on how you can interact with your animal, how you can even feed your animal, um, and what, and it will answer questions. I do, it, it's like, um, it just makes sense. I don't know how to describe it. It, it, it. People can wrap their mind around it because they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they can see how that dynamic affects their behavior. So it's just really cool. I'm just having such a ball with this. I learned that on a personal level last week because mm -hmm. my son left me his um uh, kaylee's her name and she's a uh, um a labrador and she's oh. almost two years old beautiful dog and um i was i found myself monitoring her behavior mm -hmm. trying to determine what it was that she that, how she was presenting herself as as to one of the dynamics which would then help me understand what's going on with her and why she was doing what she was doing. Yeah. And I, I haven't even taken, I, you haven't even read for Kaylee yet. And I was, I was doing that. So I was looking How, at, did you, did you determine what her dynamic or dynamics were? I thought she was a rule breaker. Mm, could be. Um, cool. And, and, but she, but she's a darling dog, but, and she loves, she loves her, her human to death, which is my son. Mm -hmm. Um, but she tries to get away with stuff when you're not looking. <laughs> She's in the shenanigans, huh? <laughs> yeah. She's, oh. Well, it's it's like it's it's like the dog my my dog Crockett. I got to tell you this story real quick. Yeah. My dog, my dog Crockett. He was a uh, Labrador Australian Shepherd mix, and he was at my he was at my parents' house. Now he he's an incredibly smart dog. Uh -huh. And he, and he, my parents had taken care of him, and, and we went, all went to church. There was some something going on, and my mom had prepared, and, and she she was thawing a pork roast in a bag on the on the counter, of course, and also some uh, um, barbecue pork that she was going to slice up, and we were going to have that with the mustard and all that kind of stuff. So we go to church. Everybody's out of the house. We come back. We come in the house. The back bedroom. Those the bed that looks like the dog had been in the bed because uh -huh. the, the um um the the cover was it was uh, kind of messed up yeah and so we go into the kitchen my mom says well i'm gonna go ahead and get the roast where's the roast <laughs> and so we're looking around for what is it in the freezer still? Are you sure you brought it out of the freezer, mom? And all this kind of stuff. Uh -huh. my, my wife comes out of the back bedroom with the roast still in the bag. And he had carried it from the kitchen into the bed because he was going to hide it, save it for later in the bed. And, and then, uh, and so we had a great big laugh about that. And then my mom goes, where's the barbecue pork? 
That didn't make it to the bed. So he ate the barbecue pork. But well, he's he got to was... eat something to tie him over until he gets to the pork roast, man. Well, and the, and the thing was, it was like he was, um, he eyed it the whole time. He uh-huh. knew what to do, he was new, and but he was going to wait, and he he pretended to ignore it until everybody left, and then he went into action. So Ooh, that's the rule breaker, man. They're like <laughs> they think they're they're they overthink things. They like to figure shit out, and it's like, oh my god, they're very he interesting. Was, he was planning the entire time when everybody left that this is what he was going to do. So he ate the barbecue pork and then he took the roast and put it in the bed because he was going to save it for later. I, I, I think it's ingenious, but that's me. Anyway, <laughs> that's me. So, all right. So today we're going to be talking about speaking of food. We're going to be talking about pet food. Now, pet food can be a very confusing topic. I mean, if you just look on Chewy's.com alone, you're going to find, I don't know, like thousands of different varieties of pet food. So there's raw, you know, and a lot of people are doing raw. And look, this is what I want to say right off the bat is this. I am not a proponent of this kind of food, this kind of food, and this kind of food only. I, I am not into that. So I'm not going to tell you this food is wrong. This food is bad. This food is good. This food is great. What I'm giving you is I'm giving you a range. I Because I, I don't think, just like people are not cookie cutters, I don't think animals are cookie cutters either. So one thing is going to be great for one animal and it might not be so great for the other animal. They might not line up with it. There might be different reasons also, it might be their dynamic coming into play as well. So th- this is not about good, bad, awful, wonderful, amazing, okay? This is just giving you the things that I found over the years, okay? So I just want people to know that. It's not about good, bad, or indifferent, okay? It's just about the food. So raw food. Now, I've had some people that are huge proponents of raw food and it's okay. That's great. That's fabulous. They think it's fabulous for their animal. However, you got to be careful with some raw foods. They can be very, very rich. And what can happen is it can start causing more trouble than it's helping. So if you're giving too much and it's too rich, it's like, it, it's not good for the, the dog they could start getting or the cat they could start getting sick from it. So you want to make sure that whatever food it is really, you just make sure you you go over the instructions maybe with your vet, go over the instructions with your your animal uh, nutritionalist or whatever it is that you're, who's ever, you know, you, you're lining up with for your animal's health care. So there's raw vegetarian only, uh, raw vegetables, there's grain-free, there's hairball prevention, there's kitten as opposed to adult. And kitten should be, kitten and puppy food should be given anywhere between seven to 14 months, depending on the breed and depending on the size of the animal. 
Okay, so anywhere between seven to 14 months is, is where kitten, where you can start transitioning them over from kitten and puppy to adult food. There's digestive health, there's UTI, there's CD, there's KD, there's ZD, there's W, which is skin, there's WD, which is not WD40, but WD, which is weight, okay? Um, now, the, the thing that I found with this kind of food, and again, this is not about bad or good or anything else like that there, it's just what I've found over the years working with animals, the UTI, the CD, the KD, the ZD, the WD, a lot of the times they'll eat it for a little bit and then they'll stop eating. Because a lot of this food, you have to understand, um, a lot of this food, the best way that I could describe it is it tastes like nothing. It, it's, it, it, it tastes like rice cakes to us. It, it's got no taste. So it doesn't, um, with some animals, not all of them, all of them, but some animals are just like, you know, after a while, they're like, this is, this is, I can't eat this anymore. And they stop eating it. Now, some of the other things that I found out, again, this is not saying that this is all vets. It's not. And it doesn't even mean to say that they're vet, the vets who do this are bad and awful. It's not about that, but it is the truth. There are some vets that at the time of the diagnosis, they will coerce <laughs> their clients into purchasing the food right there, right then and there. And a lot of it, dry food, wet food, bup, 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 here you go. And you cannot move an animal from the food that they've been eating to this without some kind of a, you know, some kind of a gradual, sometimes glacial, you know, movement. And that's the problem is, is that a lot of people just think I, okay, I got my animal got diagnosed. Now, unless this is something that it's an emergency case and you got to get your animal on this ASAP. Okay. Uh, like their kidneys are like a day away from shutting down or their, their liver is screwed or whatever. Then I understand it. But a lot of the times they make you feel like this has to happen like yesterday. And a lot of the times it doesn't. So a lot of people buy this food, take it home, start giving it to their animal. The animal are is either looking at it like and looking at them like you are out of your mind if you think I'm going to eat this crap. <laughs> or they'll eat it for a little bit and then they stop eating it. And then they're left with a 25 pound bag of this stuff. And they're left with... 16 cases of this, you know, the wet food. And so what I would suggest is this, unless it is a dire emergency, don't do it. T take, take your time, go home. You can always get the wet food online if you need to. And Chewy's will, you know, ship overnight. You know, give yourself and your animal time to first adjust to the diagnosis and then research the best food for them, okay? It doesn't always have to be 
I'm not saying that the 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 WD food, the SK food, the SZ, the ZVD food, the KCY XYZ food is not good. I'm just saying there might be something better that will support the really support the liver or the kidneys and and give your animals something that they enjoy doing, but it's natural and they're lined up with it. So give yourself time. You know, it's important. So I think that that's really a big thing because people get scared. Oh my God, I got to get my animal on this food like yesterday. And you know something? And again, unless it's a dire emergency, I don't think it's a good idea because what also is happening is, is that the animal is also going through a physical change. And then you're adding in this food. They got to get their mind mentally around it, which can cause mental issues, which could cause mental stress, which could cause the physical stress of the body to, to come out even more. So it can be almost like a, uh, almost like a, um, what I, a domino effect. Well, most, and correct me if I'm wrong, but especially dogs and cats, they're carnivores. Is there really a good idea to put them on a vegetarian diet? Okay, here's the thing, though. Okay, there's a lot of animals that are doing good on a vegetarian diet. Okay, I think it's whatever, the, however the person introduces it. There's a lot of factors. How you introduce it, how you, how, if they line up with it, if they like it, some animals like just, vegetables. You know, I understand they're a carnivore and stuff like that there, but they're also animals graze. You know, they're also eating whatever that being ate out in the wild. So if you got a rabbit, a rabbit's not a carnivore. True. So they're eating what what's in that, that animal has digested too. So I think it's a misnomer, but I think research is very, very important. So that's my next part of this topic. How do you choose? I would say research, research, research. Research the food or the meal plan, you know, and not just the one side, not just the people who are like, yeah, my, my animal's 100% vegetarian. My animal's 100% grain-free. My animal's 100% ZD. My not just those people, but the people also maybe looking to people and getting the opinions of people who are on the other side of this. But the people who did this and it didn't work out, why didn't it work out? What was going on? It's, it, we we want to just give our animals food and hope it works out. And I think the research is, is important so you know all the, the facets of what's going on into this, because we have a tendency to just research the good stuff. But I, I want to know about the people who are on the, a, a certain dog food that's very, very rich, that's raw food, and some people's animals died that I know of. Some people's animals got really, really sick. Why? What was happening? How much were you giving? You know, what, what was going on? What are the signs? You know, I want to know the whole, the whole schmageggy. So research and read about it. Okay. 
Schmigeggy. Yeah, I know. That's a that's an old time word from my mom. She used to call that Schmigeggy over there. I don't know. I don't know. It is to me. It's near. I make up my own words. So whatever. Uh, who cares? Pet food Facebook groups. Pet groups on Facebook could be a great resource. Again, keeping in mind, though, you. I don't want to get stuck on the, oh, how do I say this? I don't want to get stuck on just everybody giving me their opinion and on, on why I need to change or do something. And I will be honest about the pet food I use with my animals. I'm going to go into that in a second. Okay. But I think what it really and truly is, is that people love to give their opinions, but state what you need. I want to know the positive and the negatives. I don't want anybody telling me I'm doing anything wrong because I give my animals this kind of food. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear what your experience is with this and 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 good, bad, and indifferent. The pros, the cons, and then meh. The meh is important too. You know, my animal, you know, I tried the raw food. I really did. I tried the raw food. They ate it for a couple of days and that's it. And I had gradually brought them over to it. This was a true thing. I tried a raw diet. Um, and the, the problem with my animals is, is that they, they eat it for a little bit and then they stop eating it. They refuse to eat it, which stresses me out, stresses them out, you know? And I'm just like, you know something? I energetically, I'm not into trying to force my animal to do anything they don't want to do. That's me. That's me. Okay. I don't like that energetically. So pet Facebook groups can be a great resource. Asking your vet. Uh -huh, really? Yeah. Asking your vet. Okay. Understanding that their vet might have their own opinion. It doesn't always mean that they're coming from a place of medically studying this. They might have their own opinion on that. So you got to feel, always feel into the advice you're getting. Does this feel right to me and my animal? I don't know. I'm not sure. If it's not a yeah, hell yes, it's a hell no, because there are no hell maybes. Hell maybe. No, this is maybe. Maybe. Meh. Yeah. Well, and, and should you should you ask a vet if, if it's like they have their own brand of dog food and they're trying to get you into their own brand of, of food that you they... can find out. You can find yeah. out why, why is this so good? What's going on with this? And then write it down or record it and then look into it. You know, I know this is going to take a little bit of time. I know we just want to slap something sometimes on the plate because we come home and we're tired and we want to feed our animals because we love our animals, but we also love the fact that I want to sit my ass down because I'm tired. I get it. You want to slap something on the plate and you want to get it done. I get it. But if you put in a little bit of time, you're going to feel better about the food you give them. They're going to feel good about that. They're going to feel that and they're going to feel good about the food you give them. I wanted to ask you, well, since we're talking about food, what is your stance on the bone meal or uh, the bone meal or not bone meal in, in the food? I, I think, it did, again, it depends on the individual animal. I think it also depends on the situation. I don't give bone meal into my animal's food. 
I don't think about it. I haven't thought about it. It doesn't feel like it's something like I need to do. That's me. Again, I feel into it. Oh, no, don't feel like it's a yes. Okay, moving on. You know, but I think it's important um, if you're giving an animal a raw vegetarian diet, maybe you might want to put that in so that they can get the protein that they might need, or you might be able to get the protein from someplace else. I don't know. I'm not an expert on raw diet. Okay. I'm saying this right now. There's way too much of it for me to like get into it. And, and it's, it's not, doesn't feel like it's my avenue that I need to drive down. Okay. But I do know that I have a lot of clients that do a raw diet and enjoy it. And there's different raw diets. It's not like you you think about like it was like like five years ago even you know where you got to chop up the vegetables yourself. You got to make the the you know boil the chicken yourself. You got to do this yourself. You could buy raw. I mean, you could buy raw patties and and all this kind of food. So it's like a, it's a lot different than you think than it used to be. So. Uh, another way to choose, and I know this sounds, this might sound a little kooky. I don't care, <laughs> but hold the food. Hold it. How does it feel to you? Does this feel like it's, does, does it, feel, just hold it. You don't need to know anything about it. You don't need to be, it's not about being woo woo. It's about everything has a vibration. Everything has a vibration. Everything has a vibration. How does this feel to me? I, I don't know. I wanted to drink out of a red cup today. Why? I don't know. Okay, maybe it's the vibration. I don't know. Hold the food and see what it feels like to you. Even if you don't think you feel anything, it's okay. But think about what what ideas come to your mind when you're holding this food what what images maybe images come to your mind maybe a feeling in your body where in your body what does that what does that mean if i feel it in my heart does that is that necessarily good or is my heart animal going to have a heart attack you know what do you what what do you do feel hold the food and see how it feels to you okay cuz ultimately this is really important how do you choose Ultimately, and most importantly, whatever you feel feed your animal has to feel right to you. Because if you are forcing yourself and you're 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 not feeling into it, and you're forcing yourself to, to feel good about this food, and you're like, I'm not really sure, I don't really like it. I guarantee you your animal's feeling into it, and they're like, Well, if she's not and he's not crazy about it. Why the hell am I eating it? You know, it's got to feel right to you. It's got to be a hell yes for you because this is your animal and you're taking care of them. Okay. Good. Things to know. Variety. There is a saying, variety is the spice of life. And it is, especially with pet food. Why? Not only in flavor, but in texture too. Do you want to eat the same meal every day? Do you want to eat the same hamburgers every single day of your life? Now, some people like it. Some people are hamburger junkies and they're like, hey, I love my hamburger. Got to have a burger to once again day. I'm good with it. Okay. But the variety, think about a buffet. 
you go and you got the you got the salad and that tastes really good. The texture of it tastes really good in your mouth because it's crunchy. And then, then you got the vegetables and the vegetables feel really, really good in your mouth because and the, and, and the vitamins and the vegetables and the, the, the flavor of the different things and, 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 and the way that it smells and the whole nine yards, it, it all plays a part in it. So variety, maybe you keep feeding your animal the same two kinds of food. Okay, and the same two um, uh, textures, and the, they they want maybe they, your animal wants a, a different. They they want something different, and they're trying to let you know by saying, you know, I ain't eating that. You need to do something about this, and then you might get worried in the fact, oh my God, my animal stopped eating. Um, is he sick? And he might be. So of course, you know, get him checked out by the vet, but it might be the fact that you're just feeding them the same old, same old in day in, day out. Okay. Smell is everything to animals. Another thing is smell. So smell is everything to animals. You don't have the nose that they do. So for example, cats have over 2 million odor sensors. 200, I'm sorry, 200 million, 200 million. Wow. You know how many humans have? 5 million. So their sense of smell is 14 times greater than ours. That's a cat. 14 times greater than ours. So that's why you also have to make sure, you know, you might want to just make sure that the stuff you use to clean your home, I know we're going off topic a little bit, but this, this makes sense. Make sure that whatever you're cleaning your home is maybe not like spick and span and fantastic. And because if it's that stuff smells really, really strong to me. Can you imagine how it, if you got 200 million odor sensors in your nose, how that's going to smell to an animal and they're down on the ground. So the smell is, you know, it, it's, it's, it can be more intense down there. Okay. So dogs, dogs have more than cats. Dogs have 300 million odor receptors or sensors in their nose. That's 40 times greater than ours. 40 times greater than yours. Imagine walking in the streets in New York City with the with the nose forty times greater than yours. Okay. No, thank you. No, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Talk about stinks. That stinks. Okay. So dog foods. There are some things to know. There are some misnomers. Dog foods, dry foods, do not clean the teeth. I don't care what anybody says. Okay. Dog dry food is not. Oh, we got it's cleaning my cat's teeth. No, it ain't. I guarantee you it's not cleaning your cat's teeth. Okay, look at your cat's teeth. All right? And I'm telling you, it's not. It's not. So what which you all should, should know about dry food is dry food has got um, mites in it. Dust mites. M mites. Little bugs. So, I, and some animals might be sensitive to that. So you might want to freeze... I know it sounds crazy, but freezing the food before you giving it to, before you give it to them because freezing the food will kill the mites. That's actually a really good idea. That's what I do. 
Um, if you do change the food, a lot of people say gradually. I like to say glacially, okay? Just like a glacier. You want to change that food over <laughs> because it's going to give them a chance to get used to it. It's going to get their body lined up with it. And it's going to vibrationally and physically. So you want to make sure you move really slow when you get, when you change their food over. Because if you move too fast, your dog may have uh, bowel movements that are moving too fast. And they yeah. get an upset stomach and all of that. It can cause a lot of problems. It can cause a lot of problems. So if you are giving... You know, too fast, the, the, the animal can, the body can get into shock. Um, the animal can, can become almost anorexic. They can come, become bulimic where they throw up. Anorexic where they stop eating. Diarrhea like, boop, no, no. <laughs> diarrhea like nobody's business. And we're not even just talking diarrhea. We're talking explosive diarrhea. And diarrhea is not good... <laughs> I think I've said diarrhea more than I have in the last year. Um, and the big D can be very dangerous because um, it can make your animal dehydrated super quick. Okay. So um, if you like, so make sure that you do it slow. Okay. Tips on how, if you got a picky dog or picky animal, or you want to stimulate the appetite of a sick animal who's not eating. Here's some things that you can do. Tuna water. Tuna water is great. You can also make your own tuna water by taking a plastic container, putting a thing of tuna in there and letting it sit in the refrigerator for, you know, like a day. Okay. And using that water. So you can add more water to the already tuna water. Then you could put more to put the tuna in and, and make that because the smell smell is going to stimulate their appetite a lot of the times. Okay. The other thing is sardine oil, putting that and plus it's, it's good. It'll give them a little bit of, hopefully it'll give them a little bit more energy juice from the food that they do like, but maybe can't eat on top of the food they don't like. So kind of like tricking them a little bit, thinking, oh, this is your old food. Sometimes it's crapshoot. Um, crushing up a small bit of their favorite treats and sprinkling it on the food. Uh, rotisserie chicken mixed in with the food because, again, the smell is going to get hopefully a sick animal or an animal who's lost their appetite the ability back to smell and to activate their appetite, which gets the um, uh, saliva going, which gets the, the juices going in the stomach, which makes them want to eat. Now, there's something called vitamin B deficiency. And what that means is sometimes your animal can have too small of an amount of vitamin B in their food and their digestion. The vitamin B gets their digestion going. So they may not go as smoothly as expected because of these levels if they're really, really low. So meats like beef, turkey, chicken, all are high in vitamin B. 
and they're also desirable foods, desirable foods for your animals. But you need to be careful. The possibility is small, but your dog can get very become vulnerable to vitamin B toxicity if you're adding vitamin B stimulation or supplements to their food. So that can lead to digestive issues, anorexia, bulimia, diarrhea, other health issues. So it's worth contacting your vet about the vitamin B deficiency before giving the tablet supplements. Okay. Another way, CBD oil. The benefits um, of CBD oil are huge. I love CBD oil. Love, love, love it. But it's also about the quality. So you want to make sure that it's a reputable, reputable company. You want to make sure that it's full spectrum. You want to make sure it's organic. You want to also um, make sure that it's a high enough milligram to stimulate their, uh, their um, appetite. So a lot of pet CBD companies, I'm going to tell you a little thing that a lot of pet CBD companies don't want you to know. Here's a little trick. There is absolutely no difference between an unflavored CBD oil for people and an unflavored CBD oil for pets. Hmm. They think it is, okay? But there's no difference, okay? The difference is in the flavor. You know, some people want berry, peppermint, some people, because it can be a little bit hempy um, tasting, uh, but there's really no difference. So what happens, but the only difference is this, a lot of pet CBD companies do not make high milligram CBD products, not all, but a lot. So a lot of people have come to me and said, and see, I tried CBD for my, my dog. It didn't work. I tried CBD for my cat. It didn't work. She didn't know. No, nothing. My question is this. What is What was the company and what were the milligrams? Because it's all about the milligrams. If 100 milligrams ain't going to do jack, maybe for a little animal. Hey, Kayla, how are you? Um... Yeah, she loves the taste. Some people do. I don't mind the taste. I don't mind the taste. Um, but it's all about the milligrams. A lot of people, a lot of pet companies are only 100 milligrams, 150 milligrams, 200 milligrams. That's it. Now, you have to calculate out, and I am not going to do this today. I'm not going to do this at all because it's too much like math. But you got to calculate out <laughs> the, I believe it is the milligrams with the total number of drops per dropper or per bottle in order to find out how much milligrams is in that one drop. So trust me when I say like 100 milligrams is like, I don't know, like 0.0002% milligrams or whatever. And that's nothing. It's nothing. So a lot of the times an animal might need, depending on what's going on with them, they might need a high milligram. So a lot of the times I do not recommend a milligram for animals lower than 500. It's not worth it. You're, you're going to be wasting your money. Now, the higher the milligrams, 
the more expensive it can be. However, the less you're using. So a lot of people, 100 milligrams, you're having to go through a full dropper. That's going to be two weeks, that whole dropper, depending on how big that animal is, two weeks, boop, that, that bottle's gone. So you're buying every two weeks, you know, whereas a uh, 500 or 1200 milligram, you only have to give like three drops. That thing is going to last you twice as long. So a lot of people are like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's too expensive. It's too expensive. Yeah, but you're, you're blowing through so much CBD so quickly. But CBD is a great way, okay, can help. The benefits of it, um, they aid in nausea, anxiety, sleep, and overall well-being, all factors that can affect appetite. If your animal's not sleeping well, they're probably not eating well. Okay? Adding chicken and bone broth to the food. Smell. Very strong smell. Okay? Plus, it's also good because the chicken and the bone broth might have a little salt in it. And that's going to get their, that's going to get, that's going to get their, not only their appetite going, but it's also going to help them drink a little bit more water, which is going to help flush out their system, flushing out the kidneys, flushing out the livers, things like that there. So. Yeah, that's, that's really important that you, that they're hydrated enough and they can flush it out of their system and, and, uh, and stuff. And, and uh, it's because sometimes they just don't drink that much. Uh, but they they need to. Sometimes they don't, especially if they're not feeling well. But right. you got it. They got it. Drink, and I understand that. You know, that's the animal from the the wild. That's their wildness calling sometimes to them. Where it's like, you know, I'm going out. I'm I'm go, I'm transitioning. I'm dying. I'm I'm going to shut down my body. You know, and it's like. Yeah, but, you know, that is for an animal out in the wild, th th that's their decision. <laughs> but my animal at home, I'm going to do whatever I can do to get that, to flush out that system so that I can get them eating again and hopefully drinking again. So um, it's that's actually probably another another show, but that's that's really super important. Now, have you found that, that a lot of animals, like like some animals are like, they're allergic to chicken or or yes. they, 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 it causes them to itch and that kind of stuff. Yep. When that's happening, you need to transition that away to another type of food, right? Yeah. And that's where their dynamic might be coming in. Okay. And that's the next part that we're going to be talking about. So you see how that worked? I like that. So that animal dynamic archetypes to the rescue. Okay. It's going to answer, or it can answer a lot of questions. So there might be the reason that your animal might be sensitive to one type of food or one type of meat when they're not to the other. Okay. Yes. It could be, it could be just the, the way their body is, but it also could be their personality, their dynamic is 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 calling for a certain kind of food that you're not giving them. So the direct and demanding one, taking them all one at a time, direct and demanding one. I would say pretty much with the direct and demanding one, anything goes. They, they line up with stuff pretty quickly and they're like, you know, whatever, give me elk, uh, give me uh, buffalo, I'll take a chicken, give me some duck, 
whatever, I'm good. You know, Ta'u, my my directing demanding boy, I, I could I could feed him anything. I mean, that boy eats lettuce. <laughs> okay. Anything I eat, he wants to eat. You know, he eats lettuce, he eats carrots, he's gonna try this. I mean, he might not, you know, go for it all the time, but he's gonna wanna try. He he's my he's my brave boy. He'll try anything, you know, he'll try anything once. So pretty much he could play with the direct and demanding, but the direct and demanding, you know, again, with the variety, you want to keep with the variety, okay? Energetic, or actually with the direct and demanding one, they might be, they might either be variety or they might be, I'm going to eat the same food every single day. I don't care. It's all good. I'm good. I know I'm good. It's good. So it depends on the animal and how much of a direct and demanding animal they are. Energetic. The energetic animal might not like the heavier foods. They might not line up with beef. They might not line, line up with, with, with chicken. They might line up with the lighter foods like, like fish or quail, rabbit, lighter energy kind of foods that don't weigh them down. Because the energetic doesn't want to be weighed down. Makes sense? Light energy. Light energy. Light energy. Okay? So the rule breaker. Now, the rule breaker is into probably is about all about being unique. They're all about, you know, thinking, getting you to think outside the box. Okay? So variety is probably going to be key to them. Also, Thinking about maybe unusual things, you know, duck, elk, goat, buffalo, you know, something that's unusual that they're like, oh, this is all, this is awesome. You know, you know, I, I just, it's, it's, it's all about, it's all about feeding, literally feeding their personality. And when you feed their personality, you feed their body, their mind, their soul. So the rule breaker mind likes stuff like yogurt, cottage cheese, cottage cheese, uh, cheese, vegetables, vegetables. Oh, cheese. Yes, cheese. You know, they might like stuff that's a little bit unusual. You know, give them, you know, for, um, for a treat, they might like frozen peas. They might like frozen berries. They might like, you know, think outside the box. That's the fun thing about the rule breaker. Tao is always, he's a rule, he's a direct demanding rule breaker. Okay. He's constantly making me think outside the box, constantly. So maybe adding stuff like, you know, uh, curly parsley to their food or, 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 um, yeah. Maybe uh, maybe some kind of herbs to their food or something. You know, think outside the box. Now, if they're not eating well, would you recommend uh, um, like sprinkling uh, grated cheese on on top of their food and trying stuff? that, trying trying that, trying some some really like cheddar cheese that yeah. smells. It stinks. Yes, it smells good though. But uh, you know what I'm saying. I don't really care. You know, I'm I'm serious. I don't give a flying frisbee what your animal eats as long as they eat. 
I tell my clients this, when they have an animal that's not eating and it's getting dire, I tell them, I don't give a rat's poop hole what you give your animal. Get them to eat. Go out, get friskies, get fancy feast. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Okay. I don't care what your animal's been eating the rest of their life. I don't care if they've been on raw vegetables and they're not eating. Get fancy feast, get the, um, I don't know, the dog food, the Purina dog food. I don't care. Go to the supermarket, get the biggest, smelliest, most commercial can of food you can get and open it up and give it to them. And if they eat it, great. Fabulous. They're eating. It's fabulous. I'm excited. I don't care if it's friskies. Doesn't matter to me. Nine lives. Give them a damn nine lives. Who cares? They're eating. Who cares? <laughs> so we that's had a, We so actually that's had funny. a vet one time that said the animal wasn't eating and they were, he was really worried for its health. And he said, just go pick up a McDonald's hamburger. And McDonald's, yes. Who cares? They're eating like, food. They, yeah. they, they need that energy so that hopefully they can walk away from death's door. You know, get them a rotisserie chicken. Get them Kentucky Fried chicken, chicken. I don't care what you get them. Let them eat whatever the hell they want to eat. <laughs> Who the hell cares? They're eating. You want them to walk the hell away from death's door so that they don't die. <laughs> and if, the if they're eating something, then and if they get energy back and they can, they can work to heal a little bit. And if nothing else, if it's their last meal, who, who wouldn't want a McDonald's hamburger for your last meal? I mean, there, there's just something about that. Well, there's some people who are vegetarians, so that probably not. But what I'm saying is, is that would you rather your animal die or would you rather your animal live so that eventually they can go back to the food that they were eating? Right. Um, and, you know, it's energy is energy. So it really doesn't matter. It, it, and you know, if, if your vet is telling you that you, or I, I don't know any vet that would do this, but you know, if somebody's telling you, you got to keep your animal, you, you shouldn't give your animal. Oh my God. I can't believe you gave your animal that. Yeah. I gave my animal McDonald's a big Mac. Damn right. I did. He ate it and look at him now. <laughs> so yeah so keep your you know people get very um people can get very like you need to do this you need to do that you need to do this when it comes to pet food and it's like you know something different strokes for different folks don't put your stuff on me don't try to shame me into getting food that my animal is not going to eat you know, or, or whatever. And we'll, I'm going to go into this in a second. Let me finish the dynamic. So sensory possible foods with the sensory. They're all about the senses, smells, tastes, sounds, all that kind of stuff. So you might want to get the stronger smells for the sensory. They might like things like salmon and and tuna fish and uh, food and gravy, mm, you know, like that stuff. So you might want to think about that because they're about the senses. The shifter. Shifter is 
a little bit of all. So you might want to get variety going, not the same meal every single day. Because they might be a rule breaker one day, they might be the direct demanding the next day, and those two, or they might be the sensory one day and the transcendent the next day, and they might not have the same kind of food. So they might their palates might be all over the place. So variety for shifter would be a good idea. Transcendent, the transcendent. Um, all of the above. Or because the transcendent is about connection. The transcendent is about um, the uniqueness. Uh, the transcendent is also about trusting in divine timing and knowing that all is well and being just this, like, I know it's all good no matter what. So you might want to think about, they might like one food and that's it. They trust. I don't need it. I don't need anything other than beef. I'm good. No, no, I'm good. Maybe a variety of beef, but or or chicken or or turkey or buffalo or elk or something else like that. There. See, this is what I'm talking about with the 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 dynamics. They can be your guides. They are so easy, and they can answer so many questions. And this is why I think that. Honestly, 100% without a freaking doubt, I think that this work that I'm doing can, is, and will change this world and make it better for animals and people. That's no small statement right there, my dear. I don't think so. I don't think so. And I don't, I don't, I, I'm telling you, it's, it's just what I'm getting. I'm getting this with, 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 with my clients. It's just unbelievable so so what i was what i was talking about before don't put your shoulda woulda coulda on me okay i don't judge people i don't judge any of my clients i always ask what i the food factors into everything that i do too so i got to feel into the food when i do a session when i do my sessions with people i always feel into the food i want to know what their food is so i know if empathically, if I get a sense that they need to add something, take away something or change something about the food. So, but I never shame anybody. I don't care what you feed your animal. I don't care. You know why? Because my animals will not eat anything but friskies. They won't. You you have expensive food sitting on the shelf, don't you? I do. I've tried. I've tried raw diets. I've tried $5 cans of food. I've tried $6 cans of food. I try grain-free. Well, they have grain-free dry food. And I only give them a little bit of dry food. I think dry food is kind of like crack. I don't think it's it's helpful at all, but I give it a fourth of a can, a fourth of a cup um, every day. So, um I think that I've tried all different kinds of things. Okay. They will only eat what I feed them. And I feed them friskies. That's it. That's all they eat. They don't want it. They don't want it. They don't want anything else. I have gone through so many cans. I've had I have right now, and you talked about this. Right now, I have 24 cans of blue buffalo. 
chicken, beef. Um, I think I also got them rabbit. I can't remember what the other one is. Okay. They won't eat it. And it's expensive food. It ain't cheap. They won't eat it. I tried, I tried adding it to the friskies a little bit. You know what they do? They eat the friskies and they leave the, the blue buffalo. They pick it out. I kid you not. They pick it out. And by the way, Leslie says, I think that our cat Charlie is a shifter and we try so many different varieties with him. Yeah. He, and you might need to, you know, that it, it it makes him not only are you going to maybe have to try variety, but maybe different brands. Maybe one day they like this and they the, the shifter don't like that. Now, you would think because Ta'u's direct and demanding rule breaker that he's all about blue buffalo and all this kind of stuff. No, no, no. Um, he needs that variety though. He needs the variety of the, the different, I can't, I don't feed them. I get four different kinds, kinds, and I mix and match them. So they're not eating the same thing twice because they want that. They need that. If I give them the same thing, they, they'll, they'll kill me in my sleep. I swear to God, they will. <laughs> so I don't, I've tried everything. And they, uh, that's the only thing they eat. Now, here's the way that I empower myself and I empower my animals and I trust in the food because there's going to be a lot of people, they're going to hear me say that and they're going to be like, ooh, I can't believe she does that with her animals. Ooh, I can't, ooh. And I'm going to be like, ooh, don't judge me. I don't judge you, don't judge me. So here's what I do. There is a misnomer that you have to be attuned to some kind of energetic healing in order to send energy. It's bull crap. Okay. Proof. If you rub your hands together for a few seconds, okay, it activates the healing in your hands and then slowly pull your hands apart and see if you can feel the energy in between your hands. You might be able to, you might feel it a little bit in the beginning, but you might, or you might feel a lot. You pull it away and see how far you can get before you, you stop feeling that energy, but you'll feel it and move it back and forth. You'll feel it. Okay. This is not, this is energy. This is what it is, man. So, if you're doing something, and even if you're if you're giving your animal food that you've got a little bit of a guilt over, or you're giving your animal food, period, send the food healing. Bless the food. This is what I do. I take all those cartons of food that I have that are, I think it's friskies. I'm pretty sure it's friskies. Anyway, I can't remember. I don't know. Anyway, so, and I take it and I put my hands on it and I bless the food. I see the food encased in white light. That's my light. That's what I like. I see it encased in white light and I thank the food. I thank the beings that gave them the, their lives for this food. And I send this white light and it nullifies with the intention that it nullifies anything discordant. Anything that is negative, anything that is harmful, 
anything that is not good with this food. And then I, I also, I bless the food and I say, thank you. Thank you for your nourishment. That will help my animals' lives. Thank you for your sacrifice of your life for this food. And I ask for this food to be blessed. Exactly. Now, now Leslie says, Ugh, sometimes he eats, sometimes not. He seems to have anxiety around eating. Many, many times we place him on our table, ensure the room is quiet, place the food in front of him, and encourage him to eat. Again, he seems to have anxiety or even ADHD while eating. He has a hard time focusing when he's eating. And uh, that brings up a good, just a real quick question, and that is Kaylee doesn't like to eat in front of us. She waits until we leave the room, and then she'll eat. What's that about? She's a rule breaker. She's doing things. She might be a rule breaker. She's doing things differently and uniquely. She yeah. likes to have her privacy. Do you want people watching you eat? <laughs> Certainly what not. What are you eating? What are you eating? What, what is that? What is, what is that? You know? No, of course not. You feel comfortable. You want to see it. You want to eat with other people. You don't want to be the first one to eat. You wait until everybody's food comes. Cause you don't want to be the first one and everybody watching you eat. So the thing with, with, with Charlie is, is that it might be that he, you know, you might want to get Leslie, you might want to get um, a high grade CBD oil and just add a drop or two to his food and see if that helps. It stimulates the appetite and it also might help with the, the anxiety if he's having any anxiety. So you might want to try that. Okay. And the energy exercise is great for any food. You should always bless your food. I bless everything I eat. I bless my water. Okay. I bless my water. I bless everything I eat. Everything that goes in, I say thank you. Now, if I go shopping, I do a collective thing. I just, all the bags, I just see everything in the bags encased in white light. Thanking the beings, all the beings, whether it's it's flour, or whether it's sugar, or whether it's food, uh, whether it's meat, or whether it's fish, or whether it's jam, or whatever. Thanking all the beings that gave their lives for this food so that I may find nourishment, I may be nourished, and and feeling good. So those are some things that you can do. The pet food doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a big, fat, hairy deal, okay? It, it just has to feel right to you. Keeping them healthy, um, you know, just the most important thing is the beings who give their lives for this food, thank them for it, and make sure that the food feels right to you. Don't let anybody should on you. You should be giving this to your animal. You shouldn't be giving this to your animal. Yeah, go, yeah, go, go. Go, go. You know, I don't care. Don't shit on me. Because I'm, I'm telling you, my animals are fine. My animals are fine. So that's the thing on pit food. I hope you all enjoyed it. Well, very good. Uh, by the way, go to CorioKramer.com and find out all sorts of things about Coriel and uh, and her the work that she does. And good. thank you, Coriel. That's great for you to come visit us again. 
You're welcome. Thank you for having me as always. And Leslie, you know how to get in touch with me if you need me. And we will be back the next Tuesday at noon. So thank you so much. And I hope everybody has a great day. Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report. Oh, well, that, that, was, that was interesting. I, the, the gal that I have at 1 o'clock... Yeah. At, at uh, hold on just a second. At uh, today at one o two, two minutes late. Hey Kevin, I had some sick kid stuff, so I won't make it today. Um. So. so oh, okay. So, I was worried. I was like, oh man, we're going over. No, you did fine. You did fine, yeah. and it and, and it was necessary. Yeah. It was it, it was necessary for that to uh, um to work. And, uh, and stuff like that. So we're, actually, we're still going. The broadcast is still going <laughs> because I didn't end the broadcast. So every, hello, everybody. They're leaving us now, though. It's nice that 